Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast episode finds you well. I hope you're all having a a great day and a wonderful week, and I hope everything's going good for you. I just want to thank you all for taking the time to tune in to today's episode of Thursday Thoughts. If it's your first episode that you've listened to from this new season, we've been looking at the book of Proverbs. We've been going through uh, the first probably seven to eight episodes. We specifically looked in between chapters one and nine, which kind of lay out the framework for what the book of Proverbs is all about. And we've discussed some interesting things up to this point, so I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes if you haven't. And so for these last few episodes, before we take a break, before next season, we've been looking specifically at different themes, if you will, themes within the book of Proverbs kind of like the need for counsel, uh, the need for us to be committed, and things like that. Today, in particular, we are going to be talking about obedience. Obedience is a major theme in the book of Proverbs. I mean, if you just look at chapters 1 through 9, I mean, a lot of the things that we've talked about up to this point in this season of Thursday Thoughts, we've we've looked at how, like in Proverbs chapter 1, in Proverbs chapter... 2 and 3, Proverbs 4, honestly, really in all of them besides maybe like Proverbs, well, and still Proverbs 8 and 9 talk about the blessings of obedience, but Proverbs 1 through 9 is really like, it comes from the perspective of a father's urge to his son to be obedient to the things that he's taught him because he will be blessed and he will stay safe and he will gain wisdom and knowledge and life through God. And so that's really what Proverbs chapters 1 through 9 are. It's the call to a son to, or, you know, for us, the way it can apply to our lives, it's it's God talking to us as his children about the need to be obedient and listen to his word. And because if we do it, we'll be fruitful, we'll be, we'll be considered faithful, we'll be rewarded, we will gain wisdom and knowledge in our salvation. And you can also look at it practically as like a parent, if you're teaching your kids, you know, you can look at Proverbs chapter 1 through 9, and look at it as maybe a tool and a way and a guide to parent and to help raise up children that can be obedient to the Bible and, mo- and more importantly, be obedient to God, I guess I should say. Be important, be, in- be obedient to Christ and be the Christians that they need to be and hopefully Christians that they'll grow up to be. And so specifically, we're going to dive in and look at obedience as a whole. And so we've, we've talked on a few different times this season about Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. A lot of you are probably familiar with Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 because Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is one of the most famous passages probably in all of Scripture, but especially in the book of Proverbs, it's probably the most well-known proverb. Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6 reads, it's, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight or he will direct your paths, depending on your translation. And so, verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge him. That's kind of where we're going to be focusing our thought today because we're talking about obedience, right? In all your ways acknowledge him means to do God's will in every area of your life, right? Seek to honor him in everything 
that you do. That's kind of the the idea that I get, is in all your ways acknowledge him. And so whenever we read that as modern Christians today, that means that we need to honor God in all the different areas of our lives. We need to honor him when we are at work. We need to honor him when we are at school. We need to honor him and be obedient to him, even when we're with our friends, when we're with our girlfriends or boyfriends, our husbands or wives, our our work friends, our best friends, uh, whoever, whenever we're on vacation versus when we're just at home in the regular routines of life. We have to honor God in all our ways, right? Acknowledge him in all your ways. And that means kind of something that Paul mentions, I believe, in Colossians 3, you know, in all that you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Everything that we do needs to be done in acknowledgement to God, because if we actually do things that way, number one, we'll be more obedient, which is what we're talking about, which means you'll be faithful, and it'll probably keep you from doing something silly and sinful that you should not do. Note what verse 7 says. A lot of times we just read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Notice what verse 7 says after it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Earlier in this season, we talked about how we are not the masters of our own destiny, and we looked at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7 in particularly. And I believe the, this, these passages should be read as a whole. And so when we're talking about acknowledge him in all your ways, That means that we can't be wise in our own eyes. That means that God is smarter than us. He's better than us. He is God, and we are just dirt. We are people made from dirt. Um, That's a flashback, a callback to the creation story about how God formed Adam from the dust of the ground. And so that's all we are. And to think that we are right in our own eyes and that we know better than God and that, you know, God, I can direct my own path. I don't need you. I don't have to be obedient. That's foolish, and that's destructive, and that leads to a life of insignificance, and that will lead to a life of disappointment for you. However, whenever we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and we don't lean on our own understanding, and we acknowledge Him in all of our ways, He will make our paths straight, which means that He will make things work out for us, right? Pride and disobedience in any area of life can get us on dangerous detours. So we have to stay humble before God, right? When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. That's Proverbs chapter 11, verses 2 through 3. The assurance is, and he shall direct your paths. right? That's the assurance of why you should want to be obedient, because he will make your path straight. Because if you try to make your own path straight, and you try to do things your own way, you're going to go on some pretty nasty detours in your life. We have to be obedient. As Christians, we are called to be obedient. Dr. G. Campbell Morgan says, Not always in easy or pleasant paths, but always in the right path. Not always in those I would have chosen, but always in the paths which lead to success. The paths that he directs lead always through mist and mystery, through battle and through bruising, but also to the fulfillment of the meaning of life. I really like that quote 
because whenever we listen to God, sorry for the pause there, whenever we listen to God, it's not always easy or pleasant paths. It's not always what we would view as the easiest and right path. It's not always the path that we would choose, but it's always the path that leads to success, the path that directs us to life and fulfillment. And so that's the thing, you know, one thing that sadly, you know, there's this idea of a prosperity gospel that's pushed around in our world today about how, you know, if you obey God, then everything's going to work out for you. You know, we read Romans eight twenty eight. you know, how all things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, right? We read that passage as if that, okay, since I'm a Christian, everything's always going to be great. But no, that's not what Paul means. I mean, Paul's writing that, and Paul was beaten, and he was eventually killed for his faith. Would you say that that was a great and carefree life? No. But what it means that all things work together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, it means that, you know, maybe not in this life, but in the next life, for eternal life, you will be rewarded. And that's that's the most important thing in that trial and hard times can actually lead to us growing in our faith, and it will lead to us growing in our faith. That's more of what that passage is meaning. It works together like for our betterment. Maybe not necessarily physically, but spiritually, all things will work to our betterment. Just like here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, if we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding and in our all of our ways acknowledge him, he will make our path straight. That doesn't mean physically everything's going to work out. We're going to all become multimillionaires. It means that if I'm obedient and I trust in him, he will make my spiritual path straight, which means my faith will grow and my relationship with him will grow and I will be blessed in the process. That's what this means. This is not a a circum this is not uh conditional. That's the word I was thinking of. This is not a conditional agreement like, okay, God, if I do all this, you're gonna make everything work out for me. No. This is something that we have to do to just get our lives in order in the right way that they're supposed to be. That's what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is talking about. And so some, some New Testament verses that I think about. Well, before we do that, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22 reads, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. And so how does faithfulness show itself? Through obedience, right? Uh, think about James chapter 2, where James goes through a discussion about faith and works, and where he says, faith without works is dead, it's useless, right? You say you have faith, good, even the demons believe, fear, and tremble. Even the demons believe in God because they know he exists. So it's not just enough to believe in God and say that I have faith. We have to show our faithfulness through obedience to his word, by living like a Christian, by acting like a Christian, Right? That's what we're supposed to do. And so obedience is not circumstantial. It's not something that I get to pick and choose, right? Selected obedience is not obedience at all. It's just convenience. And being a Christian is not about convenience. It's about obedience, which means, as Paul says, being ready in season and out of season, which means being ready whether it's convenient or not to be a Christian. That's what obedience means, and that's what obedience entails and is full of. And so on that note, right, lying lips, so people who are unfaithful are an abomination to the Lord. That's pretty intense wordage, right? That means that God detests lying lips and unfaithful lips. But those who act faithfully, so those who live in obedience and live faithfully, are the Lord's delight. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be a delight to the Lord 
than an abomination. And so we need to be wary of ourselves. And that doesn't mean that you won't mess up and that you won't make mistakes, but it just means that you are aware of yourself and you correct yourself if you do make mistakes and that you try to be better. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I can't think of a more straightforward way to say that if you really want to be a Christian, if you say that you really love Jesus, then you'll keep the commandments of Christ and that it'll be evident in your life. It won't be a circumstantial and conditional type thing. It won't be, I'll be a Christian on Sunday when I'm at church, but the rest of the week, nah, I won't even go to midweek Bible study. That's not enough. We need to be Christians each and every day. Each and every day. And if we truly love Jesus, we'll keep him and keep his command. We will love him and keep his commandments. First John chapter 5, verse 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. That's the love of God, that we keep his commandments. First John, in, in, the book of, in the letter of First John, John's talking about how we can know God and how we can say that we know him. And most of the time, what John says is that we have to walk in the light as he is in the life and keep his commandments and live faithfully. That's how you know God. And in First John chapter 2, John talks about that. He, um, if we say that we know him and don't keep his commandments, we are a liar and the truth is not in us. But he who says, I know him, will keep his commandments. And so that's the idea, is we have to, if we say that we know God, if we say that we're going to be Christians, we have to keep his commandments, right? And that comes into 1 John chapter 4, where we get, you know, he who does not love does not know God because God is love. That's keeping his commandments, right? To love one another, right? What did Jesus say in Matthew 22? The first and second greatest commandments, right? He says the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If we're not, and you know, Jesus says, on these two commandments, all the law and the prophets stand. Love, because God is love. And so if we're not practicing love and obedience and love and loving people and loving God, right? Jesus says, if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. And so if you love God, if you obey the first commandment, you'll follow all the other ones, at least to the best of your ability. You won't be perfect, but you'll follow it to the best of your ability. And so what that means is, is that's how we can know if we know God and if we're truly being faithful and obedient in our lives by keeping his commandments. The book of Proverbs is all about commandments, right? The father urges the son in the book of Proverbs chapters 1 through 9 to, you know, hold fast to my teaching and don't for, or hold fast to what I've told you and do not forsake your mother's teaching, right? They'll be they'll be like you know, gold chains and, you know, well, that's not exactly what Proverbs says, but the point is they'll be like jewelry on you. It'll be good. It'll be appealing. If you if you keep my commands, son, then you'll be blessed. You will receive wisdom and you will avoid death and the evils of this world, right? That's what Proverbs is telling us. And it's very practical wisdom, right? If we are obedient to God, we will be blessed and we will be his delight rather than being an abomination by being unfaithful. And so, the thing is, is a lot of times when we read the Bible, when we, when we read the text and we see commands, we have to make sure that when we see a period, we don't change it to a question mark, right? If it says to, right, that drunkenness is a sin, that's not a question mark. Is drunkenness a sin? How far can I push this line? No. 
It means drunkenness is a sin, period, bottom line. You know, and, and same thing, so many things that we could talk about that with. You know, that's just the first thing that pops to my mind. But when we see a period in the Bible and we see a command, it's not a questionable thing. It's not something that, well, it's only a command when I feel like it. No, it is a command if we are going to call ourselves Christians. Right? We have, to li- we have to die to our will, we have to die to our way, and live for Jesus, and live for God. There's a story about a husband and a wife, right? The, the, husband, the husband was talking to the wife, and he says, you know, honey, we need to go to the promised land, we need to go to the holy land, we need to go to Israel, and we need to go to the Middle East, and we can go, we should go to Mount Sinai. You know, he's getting all excited, and he's like, we should go to Mount Sinai, where the Ten Commandments were written, and we should go up there and shout the Ten Commandments. And the wife looks at him and says, you know, it would probably be better if we actually stayed at home and lived the Ten Commandments. How powerful is that? You know, simple little funny story, you know, I don't know whether it's true or not where I heard it from, but what it's talking about is absolutely true. A lot of times we feel like we have to go get these spiritual experiences and go to a crazy youth rally or go to a big retreat or hear the best sermon ever or, or you know, go and get some kind of worship experience to be obedient to God. And that's just not the truth. That's just not the case. Because when you become a Christian, God's Spirit lives within you. So God is with you wherever you go. And so that means that you can be obedient at any point. You can grow strong spiritually at any point in your walk with God. You just have to choose it. You have to choose to be obedient. You have to want to be obedient. You don't have to go to Israel and see the Sea of Galilee and go up on Mount Sinai to be an obedient, faithful Christian and to feel the strong urge because God has already given you that ability to be faithful and obedient in your life. You just have to choose it. Obedience is a choice. It's a requirement, and it's non-conditional. We are to be obedient to God as Christians. We don't get a say as Christians, and that's a good thing because if we got a say, we'd mess it up, just like we messed it up in the garden back in the day. And so we need to be obedient. We need to understand that that means in everything in our lives. You see, some people live only for entertainment and try to escape the burdens of life. Others live for enjoyment and try to make the most of life and enjoy and get all these experiences. However, God's dedicated people live for their enrichment and discover fulfillment in life as they do the will of God from their hearts. The question I have for you guys today is which one are you? I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast finds you well. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And Lord willing, that you'll be able to tune in next next Thursday for our next thought. Thank you, guys. God bless.